so I guess we're back at it again, right? Welcome <clears throat> to the Drew Kelly podcast today. We welcome, what's your name? Natalie Davis. Awesome. And <laughs> what's your thing? You said you're interdisciplinary life equals art and by lifestyle, you are an artist. Yes. Do you want to... Wanna... Explain that a little bit. No, don't worry. It's not a formal thing. It's not a job interview. We're, we're just hanging out. So, um, you have your own site. I you do. have your own website. That's I do. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, by profession, with I would say I'm an artist and a designer, and okay. that is just so. For the average person, I can just kind of come across and say, okay, this is what I do. Yeah. Because so many people, especially in America, will ask, okay, what do you do? So yeah. that's what I'll say. I'll say I'm an artist and I'm a designer because you have the art side, which is the abstract, and you have the design side, which is the technical. Okay. So I like to have both inside. Yeah. But, I mean, if I was trying to explain my lifestyle, it's just by... I try to live at most by intuition, and it, it ends up coming in and out in an abstract way. <laughs> so I can say that I live an abstract life. When I explain to people what I've done so far in life they get kind of surprised but it's just because I just go off my intuition I don't think I try not to think too much about the task at hand I try to just do it and then see what happens so yeah. life of experimentation that's awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah nice nice and yeah. and so okay do you think so I was at the last bookstore right mm-hmm. I, I picked up Heaven and Hell, the reason we are, yeah. Unemployment insurance, I think it's a English literature, England. Uh, mm-hmm. You could tell by the style. And how to, how to Survive an Attack, audience, we will get there soon. But yeah, it's like, I, I saw this guy, he was at the checkout, and he had this weird hair, like crazy hair. And it was kind of like, well, this guy, artist, art, 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 right? Like literature, writing books, that's art. Yeah. You need to be creative. That I even brought this was intentional, right? So would you say that art is just intentional? Yeah, I would say yeah. definitely. Like, I yeah. think what I... Because I had been... I tend to always look in my past. And that's what social media has kind of been cool for. And also journals and, and notebooks and all of this stuff. I, I really like to look back on it. Yeah. And something that I read recently that I had written is that, is that sometimes it's hard for me to express my feelings or express exactly what's on my mind. I've gotten better at it because yeah. I've become aware of it. Um, but I feel like that's why I started making art is because I kind of wanted to translate the beauty that I see in the world to actually showing it rather than trying to explain it. Because sometimes explaining things you don't you know language can only go so far Mm -hmm. and so i think that definitely art means intention for sure Mm because it's kind of just what you want to i think the art comes in many forms i don't think you can put it in a box so i think that you each person does i think every person's an artist i know that's like a very basic thing to say but i think uh, basic you know but everyone's living (laughs) their life how they want to live it and that is freaking art <laughs> definitely that is art right it i mean is. geez you know to even like okay dr jordan b peterson if you're if you're out there <laughs> you, you you wake up in the morning with infinite potentiality yes. right so it's like well what am i gonna do mm-hmm. do you think people will enslave themselves sometimes to like what they think they should do or kind of like oh i have to go to a job okay why do you why do you have to go to a job well to make money okay why do you why do you have to make money well because i have to pay my bills okay they executed what's his name socrates in Mm -hmm. athens i think yeah because he was asking too uh, too many questions Uh (laughs) yeah anyways so okay so your website Uh that's awesome it's called nataliedavis.com nataliedavismultimedia.com nataliedavismultimedia.com and okay so you you have some very very interesting stuff so i i remember back in what was that okay it was berlin germany Mm -hmm. europe everyone knows europe hopefully 
and um, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> people in the developing world, I guess. Uh, but um, okay, so there were these pieces that I saw that okay I showed to my cousin Jacob Vasquez. Shout out to Jacob Vasquez. Um, we spoke the other day, but I was meeting with you, and he saw you were you made this piece on on this. I I I don't know if it was. It looked like the, the the architecture in the background looked Finnish or Norwegian, German. I don't know, but they they were DJs. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and uh-huh. you you created a. It's like a, it was yeah. Charlotte the Wit. She's she's a yeah. German uh, uh, producer and DJ techno. Okay. She. That's awesome. Yeah, I um, I had a a friend of mine send me that video because you know during quarantine they've been doing all of these live sessions but live streaming and online or they post it and it was a live stream of her and she was in Berlin and she did a set on the rooftop of this building and I just thought it was because that's kind of how I draw like I'm very I don't really draw like uh, things that come up into my head um it's very hard for me like you know some people are very good at like cartoon drawing or these crazy intricate weird abstract uh, cool things but I draw what I see so like when I see something that's just like really really cool looking or aesthetically placed nicely or just I I just like it that's what I draw that's what I draw so I saw this and I was like wow this is so cool there's like two people I don't really know who the other person is who's with her but they're both DJing at the same time. I forgot his name. But, and it was on a rooftop in Berlin, and I wasn't in Berlin at the time, or was I? I was in Berlin at the time, and I was like, wow, like, it's so cool to see people still doing cool stuff, you know? Even though we can't go and see it in person, mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to see it. So I just took a screenshot and I drew it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you say your process is? Because every artist, so like my process is like driving, the distance i don't care it's uh-huh. worth it every second but uh, um my this is the bright books whatever yeah. whatever whatever like what's your what's your thing what's your process my process for for just creating a, or just in general creating you just done uh just uh well your artwork right like the mm-hmm. creating uh, yeah. yeah well i also yeah. i feel like i take a similar approach to you is like i try to get out there because yeah. like i said i i i draw and i take inspiration and influence from what I see and what I experience that's probably the most inspiring thing is just my experiences so um, I do read a lot and I take a lot of like thought inspiration from that but it's kind of hard for me sometimes to take my like like I said I don't draw from my head I draw from what I see and observe so I don't really translate what I read into what I draw or what I make just because they're just very separate realms for me uh maybe someday i'll do it yeah (laughs) but i think like my process of drawing is like i just try to stimulate my mind with experience and uh, going out and seeing things or even content online like i i try to just you know filter the things i see to where i can really see cool things like a lot of the architecture that i've drawn is stuff that I've seen online just because I'm really fascinated with it and I just follow these accounts that just post these certain type of architecture that I really like or you know things like that just things that catch my attention and I just focus on it and if I don't do anything with something that interests me it almost feels like I'm not I, I should you know that's like kind of why I draw it I feel like it it releases something for me. It's like, okay, I expressed it in the way that I wanted to. So, like, this obligation. Yeah, in <laughs> a way. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's like, a, okay, so so you see something, and you're, and you're kind of like, okay, I have the obligation to, like, spread it, spread it to, yeah. to the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's... Okay, it's like, so then you use, like, you use, uh... You use cannabis. Like, like you use marijuana, yeah. I do. Stigma. Stigma. Let's talk about stigma. Yes. It's awesome. I'd love to talk about stigma. Okay, so stigma that I know about is, oh, from the, I don't know, from like, from like the 1990s, it was kind of like, 
it was always illegal. Have you seen Pineapple Express? Please send me some. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like we were in Berlin, Germany, and we lit up. Yeah. So, um, and then other people got lit up, but we'll get into that. Um, it it was it was like it was like okay, well. Give me a second. I gotta think. I gotta think. Okay, so you're you don't you're not in you're you're not is you're excuse me you're not as control as in control as when you're sober, like per people people right? right when you smoke it. Okay, so it's like a source of like inebriation or mm-hmm. whatever, but it but it can also be used in like create creative purposes my problem with stigma about cannabis is like oh it's a black people thing oh it's Mm -hmm. oh it's you're a dealer from mexico or whatever it's definitely linked with crime yeah it's definitely yeah and because of that i think the stigma that hangs around it is that you're doing something wrong you know because we for only recently have have we legalized it here in california many other states have followed the, I know that Germany is definitely on its way because it is legal medically there. Okay. But it's not like it... Like, when it was legal medically in California, anyone could get it. <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah. just have to pay a certain amount for your card, your medical card. Yeah. But in Germany, it's legit medical. You have to go to a doctor. Yeah. And they have to... Like, a legit doctor. And they prescribe it. Yeah, that's And awesome. um, it actually becomes easier to buy it on the streets in Germany than getting a medical card whereas when it was only medical in California it was easier that way yeah. Um, but yeah I think the stigma is just totally that it's you're just it's bad it's bad you're doing something wrong <laughs> you're gonna go to jail you're gonna yeah. you're gonna uh, you're gonna people think of it as gateway drug oh you're gonna do cocaine after this and you're just gonna go off the <laughs> off the edge you know you're gonna like snort acid or crush yeah, pills and exactly, do, yeah, yeah. Exactly. jump off the window yeah well, I mean, it's fear, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it is, hmm. and it's what yeah. what it's just what we've known about it for a while, because yeah. because it was illegal for so long, which is you know it's I mean it's a path that you know alcohol was also illegal for a while, and a lot of people look at alcohol like that as well. They think of it as a really bad thing, but now it's like completely normalized like, with like, most people like prohibition right yeah prohibition yeah. and now you look around and it's like we have so many breweries and distilleries and all of these yeah. there's millions and millions of brands and i think that's the way that cannabis is going but i wouldn't say i'm a connoisseur of cannabis <laughs> yeah i use yeah. it a lot of people can use it to create mm-hmm. But I use it more as kind of a downside, like kind of to relax me when I'm not creating. Because I feel like I, when I'm creating, I just need a cup of coffee. Like I just need coffee and yep. I'm good. And I'll be able to get everything that I want done. My head will be clear. Yeah. But I think that sometimes your mind can get really crowded with so much different stimulus that you have in the world and I think that's what I use cannabis for is I use it for that downside when I just want to relax a little bit and forget about some things because that's also what sleep does right when you're sleeping your mind that's why sleep is so important I also love sleep so much um but it's like (laughs) it's a way for your brain to kind of go through all the files in your brain and go, oh, we don't need that. Oh, we don't need that. And that's hmm. what that's what happens in your brain every night when you sleep is yeah. it, it kind of cleans itself out. Yeah. And that's why if you don't get sleep, you're going to go crazy. You know, people, yeah. have you heard of that experiment that they did? Oh, was it like the um, Russian sleep experiment? Or something? Yeah, they like use, because the thing is like, well, for a long time, Oh, that's a nice bell. City Hall. <laughs> Ventura, California. <laughs> yeah. But um, there was this... Well, because for a long time, sleep deprivation had been used as a way to get information about people. Definitely the Soviets used it. Uh, but, you know, they just would keep them awake for days just to get some information out of them while they were locked up. 
and they did an experiment and they tried to see what would happen to a person if they didn't get sleep for a week or two and these people went crazy they literally just went off the rail crazy and i don't remember what happened to them afterwards but i mean that's what really happens when you don't get sleep it's you need that that little mechanism in your brain to throw things out because yep. i mean our brain stores so much information that we don't know of mm. uh like it comes out in your dreams you know you'll be like because for example in your dream you'll see faces and you'll be like i don't know that that person i don't know that that face or it'll feel like a new person but in the end you actually did like there is nothing in your dreams that you've never seen before it's all like if you huh. if there's a face in in that dream that you don't know you've probably just seen him on the street but you didn't register that it was a person that you will actually remember at a po- at a point so yeah i, l- I like sleep <laughs> i think oh, it's a good. very interesting part of our human experience but we spend like a third of our lives more or less right it's yeah. fluctuates, but... some people think of it as a waste of time but i think it's like I said, it's just a part of being human. Yeah. Sleeping. For sure. So nice, nice, yeah. So, so okay, so, okay, speaking about lack of sleep and going crazy. It's a really nice bell. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> thanks, thanks, uh, Españoles, for coming down, down on this side of the world and doing that. <laughs> Europe, Europe will always fascinate me. That's why it's like stayed there yeah. for a while so I'm like I agree with that completely seriously western civilization we're on the edge of it at Californication Red Hot Chili Peppers so <laughs> anyways okay so okay I I really want to get to this because I think it's very important for the audience to for you and I to discuss and then the audience um be the audience that it may um what the fuck happened in Europe in Berlin when? when we were smoking up with two of my buddies. Oh, what yeah. What the fuck happened? So what is yeah, yeah. what is your take? So everything happened for the audience. That's actually <laughs> when we met, and yeah. we've kept in contact since then yeah, because awesome. it was so flattering to me because you were so interested in my art, and you guys actually took some of my prints and you actually gave me money for it. And I oh yeah, I did. It was like ten bucks. I literally appreciate that so much because I always have prints and. If you're my friend and and you're really interested in it, I'm not gonna make you pay money, you know. And I know <clears throat> I should. And I know as an artist, you have to prioritize like an exchange of energy at least with your art because you you did take time to make it. But it's so like, uh, come on, like if it's my friend, I'm just gonna let them have it. So I really appreciate it <coughs> yeah. when you guys came over. But yeah, so should I should I tell the story? Or do you Please. want to say something okay, so about it? Okay, so this is this this is the absolute rule that I will declare to uh-huh. you and, and and the audience. Don't worry, it's not like combative. It's uh-huh, just one hundred percent uncensored. Okay, 100%. no one will censor me. Okay, no one. So <laughs> go ahead, tell everything. If, All right, if you want, you, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, of it's course. cool. Yeah, we're good. Beautiful. So yeah. basically, um, I had a really good friend in high school. Um, Ada Diaz and she was like always around in high school we had so many classes together always someone I could talk to and I saw that she was in Berlin and I and I was said oh I live here so why don't you come over Um, you were with her and with one other friend of yours that you and you call them which I would love to hear the story about this too (laughs) but you call them your ex-friends which is interesting to me Um, because I mean I haven't talked to Ada since then but we didn't it's not like we talked so much before that anyways like I don't think before this I hadn't seen her since we graduated and then so you and your other friend were new to me so you guys all uh, went to university together and you guys came over I invited you over to my flat and um, it was really fun it was nice to see uh, her again and I love meeting new people so it was a great uh, time but in the end it was very (laughs) there was a very big climax and it was eventful and it's definitely one for the books so basically uh, what I was telling uh, Andrew before is that um it actually didn't come as super unexpected just because the 
the stigma of Americans, or not even the stigma, the habit of Americans habit. coming to Europe is to drink and drink and drink because, like I was saying, you don't have to worry about age restrictions and it's very cheap to get alcohol in the supermarket. Like, I think we got a huge bottle of wine for like two euros. That's so freaking cheap. And uh, so you guys came over with a couple bottles of wine and Ada, I think, finished a whole bottle to herself. <laughs> and we were all drinking a decent amount too because she kept pouring and we all were drinking with it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I enjoy a good time. I don't care if people, I don't care about people's consum consumption because I don't want them to judge mine either. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, basically, just to get to the point, the climax was that Ada, you brought over wine, and we ended up going to the store after those wines to get more, because I live right above a supermarket. And so we went down and got more wine. And then the climax happened that Ada went to the bathroom, she comes back, and she says, I threw up. <laughs> and I go, oh God. And so then she stumbles in, and breaks a few glasses because she like knocked her thigh or something or her leg on the table on the coffee table yep and glasses were broken she, i think she fell i can't remember if she fell or not but basically right after that huge climax you guys left and we said our you know genuine goodbyes and uh but that and then i had to clean up for almost two hours <laughs> throw up in the bathroom and you were uh, under the influence uh, you're drinking also... smoking yeah you, you, but at that you're chilling you were chilling yeah but when time. but when you when when you have to when something climactic like that happens or when you are put in a situation like that it's almost like you're sober again no, you're right no you're, you're right <laughs> it's just like okay i got my thinking cap on now Think i gotta clean this shit and yeah i mean in the end i wasn't salty about it because i did think that we had an over you guys were over for probably two or three hours like that, yeah. and yeah. we had a genuinely good time like uh, yeah. it was it was really fun it was just a very unexpected <laughs> a very unexpected uh, exit <laughs> but it was but it was like i said before i wasn't salty about it i cleaned it up i got a text from uh ada in the next day or two saying apologizing and uh, saying that it was nice to see all of us and yeah i mean <laughs> it was definitely one for the books no resentment obviously no obviously i'm not that no type of person either no I won't, no no i won't yeah. i'm not a i won't keep a grudge or anything exactly exactly yeah and 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 like okay so thanks for the it's awesome thank you thank you so <laughs> i'll explain my perspective and yes. it's like it's not even that deep because it's kind of like, well, it's in the past. It happened, whatever. Right. But the point of bringing it up is not to condemn exactly. Jose Garcia, Ida Diaz. Really, it's 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 really just so that we can learn from these mistakes right. to not let them happen again. Um, <laughs> we'll kind of talk about you living in Germany for a while. And um, I've kind of like been interested in how Hitler was able to do that. But we'll, we'll get into that because fascinating it's you know? funny because when i tell americans that i'm in germany they, oh, have, they have this on their mind but when i tell germans that i'm from america they always ask about trump trump it's very funny it's, it's very so funny. cool yeah you see a similarity you see similar tyrannical behavior uh maybe perhaps i don't know anyways who knows who knows who knows <laughs> so so it's so so it's kind of like okay so I just remember I was in Pico Rivera, California. It was a Starbucks. And I was hanging out with Jose. Because mm -hmm. him and I are from the same high school. Right. Uh, sure High School. And he comes up to me and asks me, Oh, hey, dude, you know, like, do you want to come do, do, do you want to come to Europe with me and Ida? Like, like, okay, cool. You know, I've never been to, what, well, have I been to Europe before then? I went my sophomore year to Rome. I stayed in there for 10 days for a school program, whatever, whatever. Cool. Assumption University. College, but university now. And so I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. And okay, so then we go, Europe, blah, blah, blah. I'm excited, right? I'm pumped, right? And, th and then it's like, okay, well, then I... Anyways, we travel, what? We're, 
Where did we go to? We went to Madrid, Spain. Salamanca, Spain, right? And then it was like Berlin and then Paris and then the touristy stuff. Right. Touristy stuff. And then there was always this sort of like underlying resentment, I think, about. So I like was like hooking up with um, person. Uh, Kelsey Latar, and it was kind of like there was just like resent, maybe envy, right? Perhaps envy, and I was just kind of thinking like, well, shit, you know, like I'm trying to talk to this guy at the bar. Him and I are drinking Salamanca, Spain. We were drinking, and could have been a possibility. I don't know. Who knows? I still haven't talked talked to the guy. But I've always known that he was into the, the hooking up with girls and the drinking and the sort of hiding the pain with alcohol. And I would hear, like, stories from students, like, at Assumption, like, Jose overpours. What the fuck? Overpours with himself, but overpours to other girls to try to see if he can. Right, right, and and look, no condemnation, right? No condemnation, but um. So it's so it's so it's kind of like saying, well, okay. Still love the guy. He's awesome. He's great. Mistakes were made. I made mistakes. No one, no one's perfect. So then, perhaps, when he was studying abroad in Spain, I guess he was trying to go and um, hook up with the ex-girlfriend. And it was like, okay, maybe he was maybe he was jealous, right? Maybe he was envious that, that I was going to hook up with her and... Not him. Mind you, mistakes. Mm -hmm. Mistakes. Okay. Right. And then it was like, well, I was was seeing Ida throw up outside. (laughs) I was like, shit, you know, she's throwing up sangria. We we can't let this happen. We kind of like, okay, I got to take her to the, to the flat, the room, right? Exactly. We we, we stayed at Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Airbnb. And... So I was, we were, him and, it, him and I were drinking at a bar and it's like, hey, Jose, like, like, can I get your keys, your keys so that I could take Ida back to the room? Mm-hmm. Maybe I annoyed him, maybe whatever, right? Also, this wasn't the first time she threw up on the trip. <laughs> correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, it wasn't the first time she threw up on the trip. And so then... I just remember him trying to kick me under the stool, under the bar. Again, not victimizing myself, but kick him under the bar. I'm like, dude, what, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, I'm trying to get your keys, bro. I'm trying to get the keys. He was under the influence, whatever. Emotions high, whatever. I just, I just couldn't understand how I was trying to help Ida get back to the room. Yet... Jose Garcia let his let his emotions get in the way of mm-hmm. the common good. Yeah, exactly. Let's learn from this, right? Exactly. Um, because I have some stories of, of my own mm-hmm. that I've let my emotions get in the way of the common good. <clears throat> Chick-fil-A. So then then it was like, well, bro, this is not okay. Yeah. Like I gotta get your I gotta get the keys to the Airbnb. Yeah. Funny funny. So then I'm like, so I was studying Muay Thai at the time, as we um, touched on before, and whatever, I'm like, dude, get off me, man. You're trying to kick me, bro. Whatever, whatever. So, cheap kick, whatever. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So, <laughs> so then I was like, and, and then he was standing in, in the corner in pain. I'm like, bro, I don't want to do it. Fuck, man, emotions, whatever. So, look, then all of a sudden, he comes back. 
this guy comes back after me me and ida we we met at the airbnb because she, she was like woozy and then i was kind of woozy and i was like and and then and then jose comes back and he's like i don't know where the keys are <gasps> like fucking a man like what did you just do right now i was gonna kill this guy i'm gonna kill you <laughs> i'm gonna kill you and i and i and i almost did um no one else knows except except me and him but um uh, I was uh, striking. I did a uh, kick to his abdomen. He was oh, it's not. I didn't hurt him, but I was like, I was like, dude, I'm done with you. I'm so done with you, man. And then, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but so then, so then, and then, I, and then, whatever. But the point that I'm trying to make is like, human beings are capable of great evil, right? We're mm -hmm. capable of bad things. But the, it's it's just the point of like, let's try to like think about this right so back to back to some of the history of germany right mm -hmm. okay hannah arendt i don't know if you know her yes hannah i read arendt. i read her her book the human condition yeah yeah i studied her in professor stoner's class shout out to professor stoner he actually wrote me a, a letter of recommendation to get me into grad school right. i just applied but okay and it was like i think her analysis was something like in the final analysis evil happens when people don't think mm -hmm. that's interesting because then it's like well she was she witnessed all the all the trials right mm -hmm. and um she was like oh these these nazi workers officers right they they didn't have serpents flying out of their backs and they weren't they didn't look right. evil they just were in a system and they didn't like think to speak up right it's scary like dr jordan b peterson even based in toronto was even like okay the chances that you are going to like house and frank for example or the chances that you're going to go and like you know go and try to like you know rescue one of those children being held at the border mm -hmm. You're not going to do that. Like, most people aren't going to do that. Most people are just going to be in their own little thing, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, and obviously it's not, like, my responsibility. It's not your responsibility to, like, save the world. And I tried that. Tried that. Chick-fil-A. It didn't work. But, okay, then it was like, well, like, we just got to think about things, you know? Like, we just got to be careful. And, like, this is why I'm so big on, like, intention. Mm -hmm. There's, a, there's in, intentionality to, like, like artwork. It's beautiful. Yeah. Dude, like the Sistine Chapel, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. You wonder, like, was it God's will? He worked through people. How did people write the Bible? Mm -hmm. These things we can't ignore. We can't get rid of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Can't get rid of religion. We can't. We can't tell people to say, do this or say that or whatever, because then evil starts to happen. Like, like we get so so caught up in our ideologies. Are you a Democrat or, or like a Republican, whatever? And then That's it's true. like. And then it's like, well, you know, let's just think about these things. So shout out to the to the Joe Rogan experience for he had on Wesley Hunt, right? He's based in Texas. He's running for Congress. He served in the military, okay. went to West Point, la, 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 the whole nine, right? Mm -hmm. But he understands how dangerous ideology can be. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to Europe, I think, right? Oh, like in the sure. history of Europe and, and even like in the Middle East, right? Like... Yeah. Middle East, like radical ideology of religion, right? So when you said it's good that, okay, I don't think, I don't think that we should like, oh, well, you know, one God, mm -hmm. one understanding of God. Yeah. No, we can't do that. Right. Come on, guys. We can't do that. We can't say, oh, are you a Democrat or a Republican? I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in God or do you do not believe in God? Well, fuck man like how do, it's complicated yeah. <laughs> are you rich or are you poor it's complicated job market's complicated the handbook series the Un unemployment insurance by forsberg i think it's english literature it's freaking complicated yeah so why is that guy driving that it's i don't know we we judge oh he's like rich he's this and that he's probably from here the, 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 the. guys relax Let's chill out. Yeah. Let's have conversations. Let's get back to talking to each other instead mm -hmm. 
letting social media algorithms divide us yeah you know what i mean you know what i mean oh yeah for sure i think in the materialistic uh, world that we've created too it's very easy to do this type of thing yeah uh when we were creating always for ourselves hundreds of years ago uh it was harder to judge someone because they're still doing the work that they need to do to survive but nowadays since we have so many things that kind of deter us from our our paths or or even just add on to our paths i think that it it definitely creates a certain type of judgment like if you're this type of person you have to have this type of car or you normally have this type of car like stereotypes have definitely overrun our society a hundred percent like because people will look at me for example (laughs) just to take the closest example that i can have sure yeah people will look at me and they'll think oh that's definitely a liberal you know 100 percent. you know just she's an artist oh really? she she is this but then you have other people i mean if they know me a bit more from the surface they'll say oh well her father was in the military for 13 years her brother was in the military for six years you know she's definitely conservative leaning you know she has these types of ideologies she doesn't wear the mask everywhere that she goes <laughs> uh, you know it, right right I'm, right if i'm alone hiking i'm not gonna wear my mask uh <laughs> that's just science i'm not gonna get into that because it's a very controversial issue in yep. america sure. but yeah it's just very interesting the opinions that you know that i've got put on to me because I feel like I can be taken as either way and the other day I got con- I got mistaken for conservative leaning because the people themselves were conservative leaning mm. so just be- but I, I I tend to think of myself as someone that can like I try to relate to people as much as I can no matter what background they are like there's always something that you can relate to someone with yep. so I try to do that with people when I meet them uh, but I think just because I was relating with these people uh, that they thought I was like them and I probably am like them in certain ways but yeah. she asked me she said oh you're conservative leaning because she was in the middle of saying something about consumerism and that she doesn't want to subscribe to it so she's making her own soap right so wait, she's wait, like, wait 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 <laughs> making her I've never heard that one before that's so awesome making your own soap yeah so she she was saying to me she was explaining yep. oh yeah so uh, you know well first she started off saying so you're conservative leaning I assume right and I said well I, I said I'm neutral <laughs> I didn't I just said I'm I, I do not pick sides <laughs> uh, I'm neutral and then she goes on to say well I'm conservative leaning so I, you know, I think that consumerism is a really big problem nowadays and I Hmm. think that we're really reliant on it. So I've been trying to make my own soap and make my own, uh, you know, cosmetic type of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and just everyday kind of things. And I, yeah, so she's going to bring me some in the end. Oh, cool. I'm going to get some of her soap. So, 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 so she was actually making a... I like I thought it was a saying or like a like a cool thing. No, no. She's actually making no, her own soap. She's actually making soap because she's against the consumerism and she thinks that people, especially liberals, are very reliant on consumer society. Hmm. And that's why she says, "Oh, I'm conservative leaning." Yeah. So I think we should be making our own things. <laughs> Which is very interesting yeah. because I think that you can say this about both sides. Yeah. I think that both yep. sides agree on these things. But I don't know. People like to put labels. Labels. Okay, so then, like, why do you think people like to put labels? I mean, it's like... I think it makes them feel comfortable. Comfortable. Because they can say, oh, that's that. And then push it to the side. And then, yeah. And then, like, oh, that doesn't relate to me. So, like... Yeah. Is that fear? Uh Uh-huh. Is that fear? Like, let's not investigate this because, oh, it's too hard, so I'm just going to stay here. I would say that's definitely a factor. Yeah. I would say that's definitely a factor. I think... It, yeah, it's very complicated, and some people don't subscribe to them. Some people put too many labels. I love that. But um, yeah, like labels. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah the music. Yeah, yeah the music. Yeah. <laughs> we're right by a street where there's a lot of interesting things going on. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it up here. Yeah, but yeah, we could judge all these people driving by. Oh, soccer mom. <laughs> oh. But no, we couldn't say that. 
white girl. Oh, exactly. Mexican guy. Exactly. Exactly. We. Yeah. Everybody has their own ways that I mean I feel like uh, definitely growing up in California where it's very diverse. Yep. Um, there are a lot of labels and are a lot of things that people categorize people into uh, and I think that's definitely because it's so diverse people need people want that is that they want to put people in categories so they can kind of know their place maybe mm. yeah 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 well yeah yeah I mean I mean af- I mean after like much thought right it's it's kind of like this it's kind of like I've observed that people want comfort yeah like okay Let's look at Western civilization. Oh, Europe and then the Americas, right? Mm-hmm. Canada. And Canada's awesome. It's cool. <laughs> it's very interesting. But it's kind of like, okay, well, people love comfort, right? Cars, you comfortable cars, Tesla, whatever, right? Oh, good food, right? Like, it makes you feel good. Oh, let's, you know, propagate, um, you know, opiates, painkillers to addict these people so that we can get rich, right? So that we can be more comfortable and have power. Um, it's kind of like shit, man, you know, like, why is everyone so scared? Mm-hmm. Why is everyone so afraid? It's like fear. It's like, oh shit, you know, this mm-hmm. fucking person's gonna steal my job, like at the franchise at Chick-fil-A in Pico Rivera, California with Arelli and with, you know, Raphael and how they've buddied-buddied and therefore caused the productivity of that franchise to decrease mm-hmm. you know it's crazy you know it's kind of like well okay if you like if you take a man a young man rather he just graduated from university and kind of like started at, a, at you know, looking for a job trying to like find his place right and then looking at a, a job chick-fil-a because it's like down the street you know and like yeah. like his good buddy nathan rosales you know kind of like nathan shout out to nathan um whatever whatever and then it's and then it's and then it's kind of like well okay you're just you're just trying to like go and have fun right you know yeah. whatever just work and this and that make some money Ma- make some money whatever chill and then it's like well shit you know like anyways like i won't go too much into it but like what i'm trying to say is like we just gotta think yeah you know I just gotta think to get back to the fear concept i think that fear is like the most common human emotion for sure you know like everyone knows what that feels like just like love i think love is the complete opposite of fear but i also think it's the second most common emotion in the human experience you know and that's i think why so many things are centered i mean i think that's honestly why we've made such advancements in society is because we're fearful of so many things why are we making uh, cars that are safe well it's because before we had cars with no seat belts and that's scary and so we technologically advance that the buildings that we live in why do we have shelter it's because we're afraid of the outside environment but i think that fear is a very good emotion because it does push us to do things but i think if you dwell on fear then you're mm. not going to get anything done there it is <laughs> <laughs> yes and it's scary to talk about these topics yeah. i'm freaking afraid you're probably afraid but it's kind of like guys like can we not attack each other let's just relax right. let's understand first and i know that like my life for example mm-hmm. right like okay growing up in predominantly hispanic environment and whatever whatever kind of like trying to find my place and mm-hmm. you take a kid from jeez you know like low income environments and mom is doing everything she can to provide for her only son you know yeah. against a previously drug addicted father which he's sober now shout out to willie palacios you've earned your sobriety every second of the way so it's like doing your best two two broken people kind of kind of like coming together medicating each other with cannabis and uh, as a result food jack-in-the-box right but um it starts from the childhood so some certain psychology is kind of like well shit you know we gotta like you know 
say, well, we had this upbringing, fine, whatever. Like, we were born into a world we had no no choice. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. Literally no choice. Like, you yeah. were born where? What, in, in California, right? I was born in Georgia. Georgia, in, in cool. In the South. Cool, the South, yeah. That's Which awesome. a very interesting perspective of life as well. <laughs> yes, and I would love to seriously, like, go, whatever, whatever, and discover. Mm-hmm. But, okay... And then you take him and all his ambitions and you pair him with a uncle from Southern Illinois, Mm -hmm. Marion Murphy. Mm -hmm. Anyways, and you kind of like, like, it looks like we only have an hour. So we'll kind of like the maximum is an hour. Okay, cool. So like 15 minutes, but um, yeah, you know, like you're and then you take him and then all his ambitions and then you allow him to go to university in Worcester, Massachusetts, where he sees Puerto Ricans and Dominican people. Uh Yeah. And you're like, wow, they speak Spanish, but they're not Mexican. Right. What? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) And then it's like, well, then then you start to learn the slang, and start to learn the language, whatever. It's It's cool. It's very, very hard, like other versions of Spanish. It's crazy to think how many there are because I have, I grew up with a, one of my best friends is Peruvian. Yeah. And I can understand, because I grew up in Southern, like I was raised in Southern California, I can speak Spanish, I can understand it to a good extent. Like yeah. I'm not fluent. No, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. You're I can good. To- yeah. And I've been learning it since kindergarten. But like Peruvian Spanish, no way. Mm-hmm. I can not understand anything yeah. except like if they say C or no <laughs> See or no or, <laughs> or some, Allah, whatever, yeah. something like yeah. very basic it's crazy but I love it I love Spanish it's the next language I would like to learn fluently it's so freaking fascinating yeah it's so fascinating like yeah, yeah. so yeah I mean you know it's just like it's just kind of like you know let's live with intention yeah. let's get back to I don't, I don't want to say roots or grasses or whatever, but kind of. Mm-hmm. Let's all relax. Let's chill out, guys. Let's just... Yeah. We're good. Mm-hmm. Everyone's good. Look around you. Walk outside. Yeah. <sighs> I took a breath. It feels good. It does. We have um, great weather and yeah. good air quality because there's no fires anymore. Think good. About it. That's yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah, but people will always find something to fear, something to be against. Um, but I think yeah, maybe it's because a lot of people are in defense mode yeah. at the moment. Um, and but which I agree. Is understandable. Should, it you is know? understandable. Jeez, you, you gotta like fight. You know, sometimes fight against. Yeah. Injustice. Exactly. Got to I mean, do that. Look at your book that you just yeah, got. Yeah, you got to do that. What happened? How to survive an attack? It's like, yeah. I mean, you do have to think about that. Honestly, because there's assholes in this world, no matter what stigma they fall under, you know? Yeah. And you have to be prepared for any scenario, honestly. I think, and especially as a woman, I always carry pepper spray and a knife. You are just because super, yeah. I have to. You have to. I use my pocket knife only ever to open things yeah. <laughs> because... There might be some plastic I need to get through. Yeah. But a pepper spray as a woman. That's for you. Thank you. Yeah, sticker. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. I love stickers. I have yeah. stickers for you too. No, they. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll give them to you. Yo, exchanging of gifts, exchanging of energy, right? Exactly. You said that's cool. That's what being an artist is all about. I think that it's very bad that some artists have sold themselves to just making money. I think it's a very good thing to make money, but I think that. Yeah, like, you, especially, I was reading this thing about artists. Thanks, and thanks, thank you, Natalie. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's from my art collective, Distance from cool. the Crowd. I will take this. Seriously. Of course, yeah. yeah. And so, um, I was saying that I read this thing the other day, and it's about how artists these days have been really trying to focus themselves on social media output and how that's kind yeah. of unhealthy for the artist, actually. How so? Because how so? they feel the need to create 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 and having content put up on their instagram something on their instagram almost every day because that's what a business does a business yeah i work for a brewery and i i help manage their photography and content and social media 
And as a business, you gotta post every day because you gotta remind people to come by and buy the product and give them business, that you're right? Trying to sell, yeah. And as an artist, artists are mending to that mentality because they're saying, oh, well, if I'm gonna get attention, if I'm gonna get those likes, if I'm gonna get someone to buy my piece, then I have to consistently be reminding them about my art and how good I am and how <laughs> how I'm putting art every day out on the website. And I've been daunted by this as an artist, and I really try. To have art out because yeah. I do think that you know I mean for sure it in a way it's motivating because you can do art and you're saying okay I need to post something so I'm gonna draw but to get back to how it's unhealthy for an artist in the end is that um, you start to create content that has a lack of meaning because you just need to put content out or you feel the need to put content out so through doing all of this, you're actually creating art that doesn't mean anything to you. And I think that's kind of the opposite of what art should be. Art should be an expression of the artist themselves. That's why people in the last, in the last centuries have become extremely interested, not only in the art, but the artist. I mean, look at Van Gogh, Van Gogh, however you pronounce it. Yeah, Van Gogh, um, Van Gogh. <laughs> Van Gogh. In Europe, they say Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah, uh, anyways, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, didn't sell anything in his life, right? I think he sold one. But the most interesting part about this artist is not just his work, but it's his life and how he lived and why he cut off his freaking ear. He and cut off his ear. Did you not know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he oh, cut yeah, off his ear. Oh yeah, isn't that painting where he's like, something like that, Maybe. Right? I, I, I think, yeah, but he cut off his ear because he was like, he was a massively depressed and anxious guy. Like, he grew up wanting to be a, well, his father was a, a, a priest, so he went in that direction, but then he said, I didn't, you know, he, doesn't, he didn't like that, so he decided to paint, and didn't sell anything, like I said, but yeah, he cut off his ear at one point, and he gave it to this prostitute that he started to like, he gifted it to her, he gave the prostitute his ear, and that's the part of the artist that we want to study. Is that... That could not have been unintentional. Oh, he did it completely intentional. Yeah. He did it in his... You should... It would be a very interesting movie, I think, for you. It's called um, Loving Vincent. It's about... It was made in the last uh, three years. I think it was released in 2017. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing. It's... You know, you've seen Van Gogh, like his, his art. And it, like the starry night yeah it's yeah all it's like kind of like uh yeah it's like all these different paint thing, strokes yeah. and all that yeah. the movie is made like that the movie is made by over a hundred different artists for years to make this cinematic masterpiece That's and awesome. it goes and it talks about his life because he actually committed suicide but hmm. no one really knows the exact reason why um so it's the movie of, yeah, kind of yeah. kind of uh you know goes along that that uh, storyline so yeah, people are, in, I mean, look, Picasso, all these different artists, people want to know about the artists as well nowadays. And, and there's a lot of artists who don't have that, you know, they only think about putting content out so then they can eventually sell something. But then you look at their life and it's... They're not doing anything for themselves. They're only trying to get those likes. And they're, to you know, like I said, everyone's an artist. So they can totally, they, they have that talent. They have that skill that they, it's just, they're so influenced by. The mighty dollar. The mighty dollar, the mm. success meter, you know. Mm, yep, yep. So, okay, good. There you go. Success meter. I like that. So it's totally, you know, it almost, you get clouded by that. But I think, you know, there's hope. I think that we're, we have accumulated so much information in the last few decades because of the internet and we've created these massive archives and ways to share these archives with each other, social media, uh, blogs, yeah. all this stuff, podcasts. Exactly, our <laughs> um, forms. But our I think forms. now we're getting into an age where we're trying to dissect it a little bit. It's so good that you said that 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 you said all that you said really but in particular over the last i don't know minute or two it's okay we like, like we've amassed information yes but we haven't like if you think 
evolutionarily speaking, we don't have, I guess, what the, um, what would you say, the uh, biological, physiological mechanisms in order to deal with the pressures of social media. Yeah, not at all. And, okay, what, tycoons like Zuckerberg, he's a beast. Not down, he's a beast. <laughs> but, okay, he, he saw... Dude, he's just a shark. What? Anyways, okay. So he he kind of saw and okay. I don't know if you've seen on Netflix this um, the social dilemma. I watched the first fifteen minutes. Good. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Don't have a bottle with you. You're gonna drink it. <laughs> it's or maybe you're I not. I will have a bottle with me. <laughs> may, maybe you won't. That's that's. But it's it's just sad to think that like okay, well we've just ran like Google too. Google has to have some like responsibility for this because mm -hmm. what did this social media thing kind of create the extreme polarization that we're experiencing in like the western world you know it's like well now they're starting to hold social media companies accountable yeah it's it's a total unprecedented realm oh that was God. created so good and yeah so bad but good yeah, yeah. like I think that's that's why I'm I'm really hopeful because I feel like we're starting to realize this that it is like it can be very detrimental. The Drew Kelly podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like ahead. I think uh, like for example my sister is 14 and she's okay. like a victim to that generation of like media overload. Yeah, overload, yeah. Um but I do think that because we're getting this extreme overload, we can't survive in that forever and like the depression and anxiety rates and suicide rates have gone up so much because of it. Yeah. So I do think that we're going to find a solution, but we're we're still in the very transitional phase of yep. of doing that. I think that we'll definitely be able to dissect it and everything that I can that we can navigate through. Like, like we're back now. It's just uh, the anchor software, like recording one segment and other segment. Go ahead. God, so anyways yeah anyways so we were talking about this oversaturation yeah oversaturation of the digital age digital age <laughs> information yeah. age whatever you call it but i just wrote a paper on this actually Ooh. but we're transitioning into the post-digital age where we're learning to dissect it as i was saying and i really do believe that we will build technology and we can and a hundred percent will use this technology and can to make things to turn things that into beneficial things because yeah. we like come on technology we can we're almost at mars you know we're almost about to colonize there thanks elon musk thank you elon musk you are a very controversial beautiful issue <laughs> oh yes i love language <laughs> i know anyways uh yeah i think that we'll eventually like we're in the phase of developmental uh, technology to where it will be used to our advantage. And we will. And there's always hope. There's always hope. Come on, guys. Come on. Like, <laughs> we're, not, we're not made to... I mean, we have... We always will struggle, but the struggle is always to survive, right? Like, or to just make it worth, human, worth it. Exactly. Humans, we have... That's what makes us different than so many different species on this planet is that we literally do not want to die yet, you know? And, yeah. you know, other animals in the ecosystem, they have a duty. They're a prey to this animal, and if they die, it, it's, it's just the life cycle, you know? But the way that humans are, we want to survive. And we want to prosper, so... That's what we were created. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we were created to do, right? And uh, I think it's a genesis, right? It was exactly. like, God created la la la, and it was good. And it was good. Definitely. And maybe one day, like, I was just talking, to, and then, like, we'll conclude. Like, we've got, like, two minutes, but it's like, I, I, like, I like to keep it, like, an hour, you know? An hour is a good time. It's very, like... You know, mm -hmm. not like Joe Rogan, where he's like <laughs> two, three hours, whatever, five hours. But good road trip podcast. Yeah, good, yeah, road trip. Yeah, going up, up, up to the bay. But no, I mean, basically, guys, Natalie, it's just, it's just kind of like, um, gosh, what was I gonna say? Brain fart. I'm human. I'm humble. Humble. Kendrick Lamar. But yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So it's just like, let's just, you know. So, um. It's just think and feel and love. That's it. Yes. So, um, do you have any concluding anything, brand, anything that you're working on, whatever? It's totally up to you. Um, 
Let's see. I mean, I'm always working on something. <laughs> That's my mantra in life, yep. or at least yep. the only way I can survive. So if you'd like to follow what I do, I have a website, like I said, Natalie Davis Multimedia. My Instagram is n.mdavis. Um, but yeah, um, just keep creating, everyone. It's nothing is stopping you, and quarantine will be over soon. <laughs> Yeah, and let's just keep... Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be over soon. Everyone will get back to, what, the new normal, I guess, whatever. And, uh, yeah, let's just um, stay positive. Stay positive, guys. Stay so, positive. Stay optimistic. Exactly. Optimistic. There, and there is always hope. Let's not forget. Guys, welcome back to another conclusion of the Drew Kelly podcast. I'll see you next time. Um, your host, Andrew Palacios, 100% uncensored. Everyone has the right to speak. Amen. <laughs>